So with the ACC kickoff in the rearview mirror, Jim Phillips brought up some ideas on how to kind of even the playing field for the ACC. We're going to look at a few of the options he brought up and why they may not be enough on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Monday, everyone. Okay, so last week we had the ACC kickoff with Jim Phillips, and he got his chance to talk, and I did a a special episode on our YouTube channel that talked specifically about how unimpressed I was with what he said. For first, you know, some fans had had brought it up, and I, I thought they said it greatly, you know, in a great way, that he said a whole lot of nothing, basically, to start it off. Like, yeah, it's great that, you know, there's so many great Olympic programs and the graduation rate's the highest and we have great academic achievement. But when you look at the financial piece, that's the biggest concern. The revenue gap that's going to rise between the SEC, the Big Ten, and the ACC is a major problem. And I left his press conference feeling like he didn't, you know, he didn't say much. And to be fair... He, he's not going to show all his cards. He's got things that I'm sure he's planning on working on. But I, I, I still don't feel confident that what he has planned is going to be enough to get the ACC into the gated community, as Phillips so eloquently put it. I hate, I hate that saying, but I think, he, I think he has a point there, right? So he, after the press conference, you know, other... Media sources got a chance to sit down with Jim Phillips, and one uh, outlet was ESPN, and they, you know, they talked to him, and Two Four Seven also talked to him, and one of the the talking points that came up, and it came up when he he was mentioning it during his press conference as well, was this idea of uneven uh, distribution of of revenue, basically that certain teams would get a bigger slice of the pie based on on-field results, based on brand, and who else knows what. I think that's the biggest question about this, right? So the purpose of uneven distribution would be so that schools that feel like that they deserve more would make more money, and that the long-term goal of this would be for a school like I don't know, Clemson, to get a bigger cut and then say, okay, well, I'm getting closer to what the SEC means, uh, uh, receives. I'm going to be happy and I will stick with the ACC. Not the worst idea. Phillips went on to say in, in multiple different interviews, it's not his first choice. And he's actually kind of backtracked from years past where he said he wasn't interested in this. You know, he said that, you know, that he's listening to it and it could be something that they, they, they discuss. Now, from a Boston College perspective, this would be a tough pill to swallow on one end. But you look at the grand scheme of things, it's not the worst idea in the world in the other. Obviously, for Boston College, you, you, if you're following this team, if you follow these programs, you know the football program has been mired in mediocrity mediocrity since 2008 when they made their last ACC championship. The basketball team has been atrocious for, you know, around the same amount of time. 
even the Olympic teams, I know they're not going to be into the to the grand scheme of things. A lot of them are not doing very well either. It's the hockey teams and lacrosse. There's a you know sailing things like that, but they're not the money revenue. But the big ones, football, basketball, for for BC, they're not bringing in the cash. They are not the high. They're they're not a brand. First of all, they're not like Miami or UNC that are brands. They are a school that's part of this part of this conference. So, would BC at this point be a team that would get a smaller chunk? Absolutely. Would that be tough for Boston College to swallow? Yes. Would it also mean that maybe Boston College needs to do a few things differently? Sure. Right. This is one of those moments where Father Leahy needs to look himself in the mirror and say. You know, if you want to make money in the world, you have to put money into it first. So you can't just go and skimp and and, and under sell on every you know sport that you have, every coach, all the facilities when you have money on the line. So for BC, that's going to be a big deal down the line. I honestly, with facilities, I think they're okay. I'm not worried about that. You know, basketball's got their facilities, football's fine. Um, it's paying coaches. That is something that BC is going to have to look at because if you have a good coach, say you have Jeff Halfley and he becomes a 9 or 10 win coach and becomes attractive to other schools, do you want your program to take a step back and lose substantial amounts of revenue because they have to go find another coach because they don't want to pay them? That You're getting to the point where if you do uneven revenue, basically the conference is going to hold Father Leahy to the fire, his feet to the fire, and say, look, if you're going to cheap out and not up how much you're spending on coaches to a level that's more comparable to a Virginia Tech or a NC State, well, you know what? You're going to end up with worse coaches. You're not going to be able to pay them because your finances are lower. So I think in one hand, it's scary for a Boston College fan, for a Boston College perspective to see that, hey, this month, the cash cow could be coming to an end. Um, I don't know how much it's going to cut. That The other pieces, they don't know how much that's going to cut into their, their revenue. I mean, like, if the bottom five teams or bottom seven teams lose $5 million so that the, you know, top, you know, three teams get an extra 15 to $20 million, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing math here, folks. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Is that really that big of a deal? That I don't think so, you know, because then Clemson gets closer to what SEC money is making or UNC gets closer to what SEC money is making and BC isn't kicked to the curb. So I don't think it's the worst idea, but as the article in, in the ESPN uh, on ESPN.com said, this was the same perspective that the Big 12 was taking with Texas and with Oklahoma before they jumped to the SEC. They were offering those two schools uneven uh, revenue sharing. And they still fled anyways. So I know what, you know, we've talked about the grant of rights here and how lock solid that is. But is this going to keep people happy? We don't know. They're going to have to take a vote as a conference to decide if that's what they want to do. But that's just one option on Jim Phillips' plate. The next option we're going to look at is that partnership that just doesn't seem to go away. We're going to go to the West Coast and talk about what the Pac 12 could bring to the ACC. Now, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. 
Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring so your network can find you the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Now, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million people visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. All you have to do is find my website, hit that subscribe button, and you're going to be a happy man when you get, or woman when you get all the best Boston College information all year long. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We're almost at 400 subscribers. I would love to get to that number before the start of training camp. So hit up Locked On Boston College on YouTube. We've had exclusive episodes you're only going to find on our YouTube channel. It takes 10 seconds. It's free. It'll help out the podcast. All right, so this has been, uh, you know, we're talking about the ACC here and looking at some of the options that Jim Phillips has in front of him to hopefully shrink this ever-growing revenue gap between the ACC and the Big Ten and SEC. And in our first segment, we looked at uneven revenue sharing. Not the worst thing in the world. Depends on how big of a cut it's going to be for a school like Boston College. But if it's a smaller cut, to keep the higher schools happy and keep this conference in one piece. Again, I said it was a positive. That, but I'm, I don't get the sense that it's enough, that he needs to continue looking at more. And when Phillips was talking, uh, he, you know, he mentioned some things that you know were smaller things that would hopefully help revenue build. But looking at the numbers, when you look at the fact that in like 10 years, the SEC and Big Ten are going to more than double what the ACC is going to make, you cannot just do small little things here. This is time for bold, innovative steps for the conference and this commissioner to hopefully hold their own against two conferences that look like they're you know, positioning themselves to really take over college football. You can't just go around and say, oh, you know, I'd like to get better ads on the ACC network because I'm tired of the laser game and the tax shaver or whatever that thing was called and those big giant wooden spoons that they claim would fix everything. It's going to be bigger than that. They have to really look beyond just simple, small things because small changes are not going to make a dent into what the SEC and Big Ten are going to do. Because if you make a, a bunch of small changes between now and the next three years, that's just giving three more years for the elite programs, the attractive programs in this conference to go shopping somewhere else. You need to make that bold statement soon. And he has mentioned that he has some things that he hopes to announce soon. So hopefully these are bigger things and you need to do it. And it needs to really strike the, 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 the college football world. It's got to be, it's got to be a counter punch that Greg Sankey and Kevin Warren would feel. And to me, there's two things that are going to need to happen. And we'll get into the first one now. That is 
the Pac-12. Now, the Pac-12 is out there shopping for their own uh, media deal soon, and they want to put themselves in a position where they be more powerful than the ACC. And you know what? For every Clemson we the ACC has, they have Oregon. They have Wa- Washington. We have, uh, I don't even know who else, you know, uh, Florida State. So you have a pretty comparable comparison between the two conferences. The only big difference right now is the, the ACC has 14 teams, 15 if you want to include Notre Dame. The Pac-12 is now the Pac-10. And if they add a San Diego State or Fresno State, that is not the same as, you know, the Syracuse's, BC's, Wake Forest's of the world. It's just not. They're they're not in the same ballpark. So what Jim Phillips needs to do here is this needs to be a legal partnership that he needs to form with the Pac-12. He needs to get the Pac-12 on the ACC network first and foremost, so that brings in more revenue because that 10 o'clock slot is valuable. How many of us go to a BC game or a, a college football game and go home and then you know your significant other falls asleep and you're up watching Pac-12 after night, dark, at 10 o'clock? I mean, before I had kids, I was doing that all the time. It was my favorite, watching a good Oregon game. There's some great stadiums out there to watch. Washington State, Oregon State, there's some good stuff over there, right? Think about bringing all that onto the ACC network and taking a cut of that. That would be the first step. I would. That would be a nice way of getting some more revenue, and you'd be able to do enough that that would be a good chunk for each school. First, that would be the first thing you could do. And as I mentioned last week, yeah, ESPN has a great deal with the ACC. They're hold. They got them over the. They got them over a barrel right now, because the ACC is making such a little amount of money. But that's a double-edged sword for ESPN. ESPN can, you know, cheap out and, and pay them so little, but also realize that, A, you're going to have schools that are going to want to leave. You're going to have schools that are underfunded. You're going to have schools that are not going to be competitive, and it's going to hurt their bottom line. The ESPN needs to be competitive. So our next two topics that we're talking about, the Pac-12 and the one that we're going to talk about, Finals, it would be beneficial for the ACC and their media partner. The ESPN bringing in the Pac-12 would be good for them. It brings them content. It brings them inventory of shows that they can show throughout their network. You could have now Pac-12 shows on on the ACC network um, that are similar to what Packer and Durham used to be or whatever I think uh, Mark Packer has one coming up from 4 to 7. You can get more inventory on that because, yeah, it's great to show – you know, the softball games between Pitt and BC, but is that making the conference money? Or is that just, you know, filler stuff? And I and, and that's no offense to softball. I'm just saying from a financial standpoint, it doesn't make the conference money. You can put that on ACC Network Extra, and the folks that really want to watch it can watch it. If you put on a talk show, kind of like what Paul Feinbaum is, but for the ACC and one for the Pac-12, people watch that. Paul Feinbaum, I know it's the SEC, people love that. Packer and Durham, I know they just they just broke up, I don't know what, I, and I don't know what the reasoning of this is, was a well-watched show for fans of the ACC. Getting all this new inventory that you can bring in that's football-related onto ESPN onto the ACC network where ACC net ACC teams get a cut of everything that's on there. 
is only beneficial for that conference. So that's one piece uh, for the Pac-12. The other piece is you need to start to really hammer those relationships and co- you know cross program and and start cross um, scheduling between the ACC and Pac-12. Make it like it would be so great. All of us really enjoy that like basketball really enjoy the ACC Big Ten challenge. It's it's fun, right? You get different teams, and if you have a good team, and BC hasn't had one in a while, you get some really fun matchups because it's two good conferences that you get to play each other. They should do something like that for football, like a Pac-12 ACC challenge for football. It doesn't exist out there, but wouldn't it be better? And I know a lot of you folks out there are tired of playing the MAC schools. You're tired of playing UMass, UConn, or even the FCS. I'm not. I'm not on board of canceling the FCS schools, and I know you guys gonna hate me for that, but it serves its purpose, okay? But to have every single year a rotating game between a Pac-12 and ACC school. That would be great. How awesome for a Boston College fan would it be to play Washington or to play Stanford or to play Oregon on a re- not a regular basis but to have them come through, not to have to wait to have them come every 30 years. That would be beneficial to have that piece. So some scheduling unity between the two conferences would also be beneficial. So I think there's a lot you can dig into here, but like I said, with the um, the the alliance from last year that turned out to be a gigantic waste of time, it has to be legal. The ACC and Pac-12 have to get together and sign some papers here. You know, George Kalayakov, uh, the commissioner of the Pac-12, he needs to get his John Hancock on some contracts with Jim Phillips because if it's just a handshake deal, that is a gigantic waste of our time it is not even worth the paper that they're looking at you know what i mean the emails are writing back and forth it needs to have lawyers looking at it it needs a you know a notary stamping it whatever you need to do to make this a legal thing because once you get that money pool coming into the acc then you know what that's more than just a small move that is a major move now the biggest move the acc needs to make is one we're going to talk about in just a moment we're back. This is Locked On Boston College. I am AJ Black, editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. So, Boston College, ACC uh, football here. What what are they going to do? What is the ACC, what can they do to keep keep up with the Jones? What you know, with with the packed uh, with the Big 10 in the in the SEC. What what what's the end game here? The end game has and always has been the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And I think the ACC is in worse shape now than they have ever been to try to lure the Fighting Irish back in, in full time. Because, you know, the, obviously the, the Notre Dame is in for all other sports except for football. The conference had every opportunity in 2020 to make the Notre Dame a full-time member when Notre Dame could not figure out what they were going to do if they wanted to play football the ACC just let them in I could not believe when John Swafford did this that he just let them in with no concessions to the ACC other than they get some big-time games they 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 could have tried something and, and they might have I'm not saying that they didn't but it, it was the perfect opportunity to make Notre Dame full-time and they didn't do it 
Now, Notre Dame can sit back. You know, their deal with NBC, I believe, is up in 2023. And they can look up and say, okay, you know, what's the best landing spot for us? Even with college football playoffs changing, do we go to the Big Ten? Hey, they got USC now. That gives us USC and Michigan State and Michigan and Ohio State. Those are those are some fun matchups for us. Maybe we do that. Hey, why don't we go really funky and go to the SEC? That's the best conference in the country. We want to be the best school in the country. Why don't we go there? Why would they go to the ACC? What would give them any motivation to do that? Now, as I just mentioned, the college football playoffs would be the first real reason why Notre Dame would give up their independence. And it has to be a, and the conferences are going to have to do something to kind of push them to do it. You know, winning, you know, putting special emphasis on a conference title game where Notre Dame obviously doesn't get that would be a big thing. You know, there's, there's different ways that they can do that. But for Notre Dame to join the ACC, there is one thing, and it's not matchups, it's not, you know, schedules, it's nothing in the college football playoffs. It is money. You need to show them the money. And the rumor I saw is that they're going to demand something north of $75 million a year for their TV TV rights. That is, I think, close to twice as much as what an ACC school is making right now. It's more than the SEC. It's more than the Big Ten. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care. Pay them. Get them in this conference. And ESPN... And this is not just from the ACC perspective. This is from the ESPN perspective because they're going to be battling with the Big Ten. And I don't really think that Notre Dame fits with the SEC. So where did they? Where could they put them in? They could pay them the absurd amount of money to give them the Notre Dame network on ESPN that you can give them all the money that they need. And they can be part of the ACC. This works for a few reasons here, folks. Because the ESPN will, will get them, I'm sure, if ESPN can beat out NBC and Fox for the rights to Notre Dame, they are going to give them the red carpet. You're going to see, you know, the Joe Montana uh, specials and hear about Rudy 40 years later. And they're going to have the Fighting Irish Network and every game is going to be primetime on something. That's the kind of stuff that you need to showcase to Notre Dame to say, okay, we'll think about that. But ESPN's going to have to give them the money and lure them into the ACC because that also, by spending that money, you're also boosting up another asset that you have. Notre Dame being part of the ACC immediately makes everything else around them in the Atlantic Coast Conference more valuable to ESPN. Their stock, their inventory, everything all of a sudden has bigger roots. Because when you think about this, right, when Notre Dame becomes part of the ACC, would what what kind of money difference would it make in terms of avenue, ad revenue, viewership, when you have a game that's between Clemson and Duke or Clemson and Wake Forest or Clemson and Notre Dame? It's a no-brainer. You're going to make a ton of money on top of all the other uh, peripheries that you're adding to your network. So just adding Notre Dame to the ACC 
would make everything more valuable. It's just that the ESPN and the ACC need to fork up to get them in. Because when you get ESPN and ACC filled with Notre Dame stuff, all of a sudden, this talk of the ACC floating away is gone. Because now you have a conference that can stand up to the super conferences. They may just be a little step below, but again, when you add in those games across the country, if you add the Pac-12 in, all of a sudden... You're closer. You're competitive. You're no longer the the conference that everyone's laughing at. You're the conference that is bold, that have looked to the future and figured out a way to get yourself noticed and make your t- colleges money. So I think that's the big one. I think they need to figure out how to get Notre Dame onto their ACC network, how to get them on ESPN and pay them boatloads of money to do it. It's not the worst thing in the world, and it's a whole a lot better than having the conference fold. I'm telling you that, folks. But there's a lot of time and a lot of things to talk about. This is AJ Black. We'll be getting back again on Wednesday for more talk as we get closer. Next week is the start of BC practice to get ready for the for camps, and I'm going to be there for some of the practices this summer, so I'll have full reports you're not going to want to miss. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or at LockedOnBC on Twitter and hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star review. I know some of you have done that already. It really does help us get to the top of charts and help people find us. We'll see you again soon and take care.